Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. And now, the Disney Parks Podcast infotainment segment. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast. Today, we have a great show for you. We have yet another talented Disney artist uh, willing to come on this show and talk about their craft, and I think that's fantastic. Dave Avanzino, if I said that correctly, Dave? You did. All right. That's good. Uh, He's a fine artist and scenic designer living in Southern California area. Uh, For more than a decade, Dave has created numerous one-of-a-kind art, limited and open edition pieces at Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and the Disney Cruise Line. Uh, So he covers it all. Uh, he, yeah. tip, he typically works in uh, 3D style and creates a mixed media paper sculpture, sculptures in shadow box frames. Recently, Dave has been converting some of his artwork into 2D format. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that can be reproduced in glissades and deluxe prints while working to keep some of the character and depth of the dimensional work. So welcome to the show, Dave. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we'd like to ask everybody who comes on the show, how did your journey with Disney begin? Ah, well, it's actually been over 20 years. Wow. I have to update my bio. Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it was uh, and probably closer to 23, 24 years ago. I just had the good fortune of uh, going to a picture framer that uh, lives or works near me locally to frames. As I always kind of worked in this 3D style. And, and right. you know, 20 some years ago, you couldn't go to Michael's and buy 20 different shadow box frames. Like right. it just wasn't a thing. Yeah. So I was uh, sort of relegated to custom frames. And a friend told me about this place. And I went there and come to find out, oh, they do all the work for Disneyland. And they just were super nice people. And when I would be in there framing my work, if there was a Disney person, they would introduce me and say, oh, look what Dave does. And so I just kind of started doing little, little small projects, kind of gift pieces for people. Um, that was this one department I started working with, kind of did did that sort of stuff. And then um, one day I was in there and asked, was asked to kind of consult on a uh matted piece that was going to be sold at a special event Hmm. Um, and so I I wound up kind of doing some work on that and then uh, got to go to that event which was more in the merchandise department and then got a meeting from that and then that just sort of you know led to bigger and bigger things and 
after 20 some years, it's, it's nice to still be around <laughs> and, and have them still asking for stuff. So yeah, yeah it's been, a, it's been a good journey. It's been a nice, you know, so it started out slow and then it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And now it's pretty much the bulk of the work that I do in my business. I'm self-employed. Right. I do some other clients and other things, but, but they, they are sort of my biggest client and keep me very busy. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. So do they come to you with stuff? Hey, Dave, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you try that? Or do you go to them and say, hey, I have this idea for this, that, and the other thing? Uh, it's a combination of both. Uh, okay. be, uh, most of my work now is consignment. So I can come to them anytime I want and say, hey, I'd like to make this limited edition. I just I just have to submit it and get it approved from an artwork standpoint. Right. And then I can make it because most of the events I do, like I'm, I have my custom name, uh, three different custom name programs that I do. And so here at Disneyland, they'll have me in the, the gallery in the park mm-hmm. about four times a year. So I come in and offer my custom name programs. And then I kind of bring in kind of like a little art show, you know, where I'm having all my limited and deluxe prints right. and things. So in, if I want to make something, like I can always just say, hey, I'd like to make an addition to this. Now, thinking about it, I don't I do not do that too often <laughs> because I already have a lot of stuff to sell. Um, and then usually when there's an event like, uh, like your Epcot International Festival of the Arts or our Food and Wine Festival right. here at uh, California Adventure, that's when they, they would like to see some new work. So they don't okay. come specifically and say hey, you know, can you make this piece or that piece? But they'll say, we'd like to see maybe two new pieces from you. And so then I kind of come up with stuff. There are times when there's like a big anniversary, like a Haunted Mansion or a Pirates or something, where they will say, we are putting together a show um, or a merchandise event, and we would like you to be one of the artists that, you know, create something based on the Haunted Mansion. And then that's, in that case, it's very specific subject matter. Now it's still up to me what I want to make. But yeah. So it's kind of a combination of all of them. Yeah. And when you said custom names, so if you're in the park doing that, so people come up to you and say, hey, can you put Tony in, you know, custom art? Is that? Well, it kind of started years ago. I did a a set of pieces way back in like 2001 uh, for one of the last Disneyana conventions they had where I wrote out, where I kind of spelled out the word Disneyland using little icons from the park. So like the A was the Matterhorn and the eye was a turret from the castle and they're very sculptural pieces. And then I did like adventure land, frontier land and, uh, did a handmade, uh, limited edition of all of those that they sold at this event. Well, then a few years later, Disneyland had their 50th and they, they asked me like, what do you want to do? And I was sort of kicked myself cause I thought, Oh my gosh, I just, I thought up like the best thing and I've already done it. Uh, this would have been great. Yeah. Um, but what we did is we actually wound up mass producing those. So there, so there was a, a mass produced version of all of the lands of Disneyland plus the word Disneyland. And then those, and then they even brought those back for the 60th and they continue to sell just the one that says Disneyland. So from that, I thought some years later, I thought, well, what if I did like a custom version where people could design their own name? And we introduced that at one of the D23 expos several years ago, and they and they continue to do really well. So what people do on my events, and they'll be able to do that uh, when I'm in uh, Disney World for events too, is they come and there's a catalog 
that shows anywhere from like six to nine choices for every letter in the alphabet. Wow. And they get to design their name kind of based on all the letters are based on Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. It's not really any other parks. It's yeah. pretty much the, those two classic castle parks. Okay. Um, and then I have like a little paper set that I lay out, you know, where they can kind of see what their choices look like and make any changes. Then I take those orders home and I fabricate them and frame them and ship them to them. And then in that collection, I had the A through E tickets as letters people could have. And then one day a guy asked me if he could make his whole name out of, out of, uh, tickets right and i thought huh well there's an idea yeah <laughs> so i pitched that and they let me make that too wow so you can get your name as a classic uh, only the disneyland ticket book right then i uh added a wood plaque version of that where i make the artwork and then it's actually like larger and printed on wood and then i did add a magic kingdom version of that that i introduced uh earlier this year at the epcot international festival of the arts so so, yeah, so, so the custom thing has done really well. And I've actually developed a version of it that's on the Disney Dream, the cruise ship. Um, wow. So, yeah, so that, that people seem to like it. Wow. Uh, well, are you going to do it when you come here to Florida? Because I'm thinking now I'm on Monday. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I will be at uh, Art of Disney in Disney Springs the weekend of November 30th through December 2nd, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe from 3 to 9 p.m. each day. And I'll have my three custom name programs available. Plus, I will have a, a selection of my handmade paper sculptures and prints and some uh, canvas wraps and stuff like that. So, yeah, that sounds great. Sounds great. Can you tell us a little bit about start to finish with the work that goes in to get one of these done? You know, just like, let's say, the Disneyland one that you created. Um, yeah, like for those ones, like everything I do, you know, I kind of got to submit, you know, a drawing or, you know, some kind of a rendering, you know, if it's a paper sculpture, I'm, you know, I'm pulling a scene out of a movie or something out of the attraction. And so I, you know, do, I used to, I used to draw everything by hand and now I I pretty much, you know, use Photoshop and do a pretty good rendering of it, Mm. you know, and you have to submit that for approval. Now with the, like the Disneyland ones and the custom name, you know, I have to get every single one of those letter choices approved. So I'm sending a pretty big document that says, well, this letter's from this sign and this letter from this attraction and you know getting that all kind of signed off on so that yeah. I can use them um, but once I you know once I have all those say somebody orders their name I bring those home and then I'm you know some of the letters I'm literally sculpting out of clay you know and cooking it and painting it and putting it in some are made out of wood most are made out of some kind of paper or I use a lot of digital prints if it's like the mansion wallpaper in the background and things like that so it's a lot of uh, a lot of handwork. Yes. I, I use an X-Acto knife when I'm doing my paper sculptures. Like if I'm doing like a one of my uh, my comma paper sculpture, um, like I did one from the movie Up that had the house floating underneath all the balloons and. You know, I kind of will break it apart into pieces before I paint it. So the house might be, you know, a dozen different pieces. pieces yeah. So, I, you know, painting the front and the roof and all these things, I will scan those original paintings in. And then, I, then I'm then making like jacle uh, prints on paper wow. so I can do multiples. And then I'm hand cutting all of those. 
and then assembling them into, you know, the however many I'm going to make, you know, I usually make like a limited edition of 20 or 25 or something, but I I typically don't make them all at once. I might make several at once or two at once. And then I kind of work my way through the edition as I have my different events and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would assume, you know, from what you're telling me that a lot of these are just, well, first of all, if you're doing a name, it's probably a one of a kind. But if you're doing Those are all one of a kind. Yeah. yeah. If you're doing some of even the other work, it, it still sounds like it's a one of a kind. They they kind of consider them all originals. Uh, I mean, there is there is an an original. Like there will I will a lot of times frame the actual originals. I think there's one of my originals at Art of Disney right now. It's a original of a Bambi limited edition that I did. And the originals I always I always paint them larger. You know, about twenty five percent larger than what I will make the limited edition because yeah, right. um, for one thing it's easier to paint bigger and also I feel like you know it, it's a little bit it usually sells for a lot more money and so I, you know I like it to be like a pretty sizable uh, piece of art when somebody buys it so yeah, cool. yeah so sometimes I frame those originals but even the handmade ones they all I mean they're all theoretically the same but each one you know they're all never going to be exactly the same because I'm hand making them but right so they do kind of they kind of when they when they price them or when they sell them you know it's like there's no discount on it because uh, they sure. considered them uh, originals yeah yeah I hate when they do things like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. Where's that passholder discount now, Disney? Yeah. <laughs> well, and see that I, my stuff because it's pretty much all consignment. There's no discounted on it yeah. anyway. So because yeah. it's not, uh, it's my product. It's not right. uh, Disney's product. So the only things that are discounted are like when they do something like they mass produce a piece of mine, then that's their inventory, and then they can discount it all they want. Yeah. So that was the other question. Because I know, uh, you know, like uh, an artist like uh, Greg McCullough, he's kind of, I don't know what the, the terminology is, pack and go. He's got to create all his art, frame it, mat it, and bring it to the art of animation store and then sell it. And it doesn't get sold unless he's there. But it sounds like your stuff can be left behind and sold. Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, if there's a okay. if there is a piece like the Disneyland piece that they mass produce, they sell that all the time. Um, okay. But but can because almost everything else I do now is consignment. It does kind of come and go with me. Oh, okay. So it, okay. it doesn't live in the stores. It comes in when I'm there, and then it leaves when I go. Okay. Okay. Yep. Same thing there. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a it's a good gig, so I enjoy it. Uh, talk about uh, did you go to art school for any of this, or you know, is this a, a program at Cal Arts? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yes, I did. I, I actually went into college. I had always done art as a kid uh, and loved it, but I was more of like a fabricator. Like I didn't, I probably drew, but. It was more like I would go see some little knickknack in a store and come home and make it. You know, I was I liked right. models. I liked sort of building, building things. And so, I always I still kind of did art all through high school and everything. But I actually got into music, and so I was in music all through high school. I never never had the time to take the art classes. 
And when I went to college, I started as a, as a vocal performance major and thought that's what I was going to do. But uh, about two years in, I just realized it just made me hate it. <laughs> it just right. sucked all the joy out of singing. And I thought, I hate this. I don't want to do it. So at that time, I got a, I just got a job in a, a tiny little ad agency that was like in the corner of a print shop, um, hand lettering real estate flyers. And this was like before computers, uh, for graphic design and all that stuff. And so, you know, I, I just kind of got this job in art and realized I liked it. And so I wound up uh, changing my major and, and graduated with a, just a degree in general art from uh, Cal State Long Beach and okay. did a, at that time was still doing a lot of graphic design. And then I went into doing murals, kind of got into this weird little uh, niche of doing murals in model homes here in Southern California huh. uh, and did that for about 10 years and then wound up doing um, production design for a friend's company where I, you know, was doing designing the sets and props and everything for video and did two uh, TV movies and decided I didn't like that <laughs> enough to keep doing it. Right. And about the time the Disney stuff was was picking up. So it was it's just been it was, it's a very strange path when I look back at it. Yeah. But it's like uh, I and I also did a lot of theatrical set design. And so what I like about the stuff I do for Disney is they're all kind of there's like little pieces of all of those jobs in what I do now right. you know it's all it all kind of led to what I'm doing so it's kind of cool to see right uh what TV movies were you in? Did anything we might know? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um, they actually were for uh, Worldwide Pictures, which was the uh, Billy Graham organization. Oh, okay. Yeah, so one was called about to cherish and one was called road to redemption so i was the production designer for all the you know like the sets and the props and so yeah you know it's like kind of it was like a, it's like a neat thing to say you did right. <laughs> but it was a tough job i thought i don't i don't like it enough to to pursue it outside of working for my friend but right I'm, right you know proud of what i did so that probably left you with an imdb uh entry say that again well yeah i think i do actually i think yeah. i do have something on there i don't think it's accurate i think it's missing oh, okay some stuff i think i did i think when i did look it up i'm like oh i did more i did more than that <laughs> so i need to go edit my own uh, my own uh, category I'm, there i'm sure that would be a fun task trying to edit yeah one. yeah <laughs> yeah use various uh, materials to create your art you said clay and wood is there some material that you prefer to, to use I mean, I mostly work with paper. Um, I like paper a lot. I, I, it's funny because I do enjoy the clay. And, and um, you know, I said I never aspired to do any sculpting. That was not something I took in school. I had no interest in it. But when we started to mass produce some of my stuff, I was sending over sort of paper versions of letters and things. And I would get the sample back and it would be all fuzzy mm -hmm. because, you know, they took that paper thing and they put it in like a liquid mold making compound which didn't work really well with paper so i kind of learned quickly like oh i gotta make this out of something else you know i gotta make it out of wood or i gotta sculpt it out of clay and so so what i've really enjoyed is learning how to sculpt you know just just trial and error and i mean there's there's i the, i think the copy i have of my own disneyland piece is one of the very first ones 
and the, there's a Mickey Mouse hat in it that is so bad. Like the ears are literally just these like lumps of clay. I think you can see my fingerprints in them. <laughs> it was, they were pretty bad. And at some point they were still selling that. And by that time we'd done like a Halloween version or a Christmas version. I had a much better hat in there. And I went to my buyer and I said, can you call the factory and just tell them to use that hat on the Disneyland one from now on? And um, recently I got, I was repairing one. It turned out it was like for the president of Disneyland kind of came, came to my, came to me and they said, Oh, his hat fell off. Can you fix it? And it was that really, really old, bad one. <laughs> and I, so I, rather than just glue it back on, I'm like, I'm making him a new hat. He's yeah. getting a new hat. So, yeah. so, but it was, what was neat was, you know, a few years in realizing, Oh wow, I can actually design things that I wouldn't have been able to des- design two years ago. Cause I wouldn't have had the skill to make it you know i did like a haunted mansion piece and you know sculpted the gargoyle and i sculpted the bat stanchion and you know things that i would have never thought i was capable of but you know just like any other skill you get better the more you do it so it's I've, i've enjoyed that that learning that technique and you know like being able to look at it and go oh gosh i actually got better at that from doing it so <laughs> right so i do i do enjoy it now I, I i enjoy getting a chance to to play with the clay yeah so tell us a little bit we spoke a little bit about it but tell us about like now the 2d format that you're doing too um well, my stuff is is the typically the 3D stuff. It's yeah. it's very expensive, <laughs> so uh, I I get a lot of uh, you know. Oh, I love your stuff, and I can't afford it. So. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to do was kind of get some different price points in there. So, you know, and it was, it was really a nice thing when they, when they did mass produce a version of my work, like the Disneyland piece. And all of a sudden there was something that was $75 and it was great. Cause it was like, wow, this whole new group of collectors and, and, you know, but still when I do a show, most of my handmade pieces are seven, eight, nine hundred dollars And that's, that's just not, you know, what the average person spends. So, yeah. you know, most of the painters, you know, every, every painter, if they've got, a $400 canvas, they're going to have a $40 print of it. So I just thought, well, gosh, how can I, how can I make prints of what I do? And um, sometimes with people that do paper sculpture, where they're just like literally creating it more out of like red paper and, you know, cutting an apple and kind of airbrushing it and stuff. Usually when they want to print, they will photograph the paper sculpture and then just kind of make a print of that photograph. Right. Because most of what I do is actually paintings. It just happens to be painted in a bunch of little pieces. You know, it's not a, it's not a, I don't paint one image and then cut it apart. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like Mickey, I might paint his head is one piece his body is another piece i might paint his his pants as a separate piece um but they're still painted so once i scan those in i'll what i typically do when i make one of my prints is go take all those files into photoshop and i will you know in photoshop cut each piece out and then i will build that print in photoshop so that it's i can kind of control the shadows i can you know so because what i like is when it's done it does really look like a painting you know it looks like that's an image i might have just painted 
<laughs> as a flat piece. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, and then, and then that's a, that's a $40 print. So that, that just is something that is a lot more accessible to a lot more people. So it's just nice to have a good collection of those. And especially, you know, if somebody really likes the image, mm-hmm. like I haven't, like the, the, this up piece I did was just wildly popular, but it was $950. Wow. So, you know, then I had a $40 print <laughs> and now I have a, I think a three hundred ninety-five dollar wrapped canvas of it. So there's something even wow. kind of in between the two of those. So wow. you know, you just kind of use just a good idea to have different price points for different people. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I do try to keep like when I'm doing the like I use the up one as an example. Like when I'm building that print, I'm not going to throw a drop shadow behind the house like it's floating like it would like it's not going to cast a shadow on the sky yeah you know so i will put shadows in i always say put the shadows in that i would paint if i was making that painting i don't just throw shadows in to try and make it look like it's a 3d piece okay so but i do try and give them a little bit of that depth so that it doesn't just look like it's a flat piece right right well we're looking at a picture over and it looks uh 3d to me yeah (laughs) it looks really good yeah. Well, that could be the 3D one, depending on where you're looking. Yeah, so, probably. I'm not sure. Yeah. The 3D one actually had real threads on it. It had like 51 strings coming off the balloons. And yeah, they were they were pretty crazy. But Wow. That's great. That's fascinating, too. That sounds like it is a time consuming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a little tedious, uh, you know, but, but then I see other people's work. Like I, there's a lot of paperwork. I'll, if I see it on Pinterest or Instagram and I just think, oh, my gosh, people think what I do is tedious. But yeah. there's always something more tedious. But, yeah. uh, you know, I said I like it. It's it's not something I I view as that way. Right. Uh, so I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think the crazy person is Oshesky who does all the miniatures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he typically he's making one and then, you know, he doesn't have to make 50 copies of it. Yeah. <laughs> the funny story, I've met, I, I know Bob and, and I was with him, I think at D23 or something one time. And he took out like a notebook to write something down. And I'm not kidding. This notebook that he wrote stuff in was like an inch tall. I mean, it literally was a micro, a micro book that he wrote like really tiny in. And I just thought, you know, I think if I worked small, I think I wouldn't want, you know, I think I'd, I think I would want everything else bigger. It just cracked me up that like, yeah, he pulled yeah. out this little tiny notebook and wrote this little, little tiny script inside it. It was just really sweet. <laughs> he, he's reminded me now of the uh, Steve Morton, let's get small. Yeah. 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 It just, it was just, so I was like, awesome. really? Like, that's what you write in? It just was so funny. Yeah. When we, Weekend, I was so tiny. I <laughs> Holy mackerel. All right, we deviated off the tracks there a little bit. Uh, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, Dave, and, and some of the, the upcoming things that you have going on. And if they wanted to get in touch with you, where where how could they do that? What's the best uh, method? Uh, mostly, I communicate... Uh, mostly with people through either Facebook or Instagram. Okay. Um, and I think on... I think my email's available on some of those some of those sites too. But Facebook, I'm just I'm Dave Avanzino Designs, which is my formal company name. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Instagram, I'm just at Dave Avanzino. Okay. And so I'm I, I have been working on building my Instagram. Uh, I was a little behind the behind the times on that one, so <laughs> I'm making an effort to grow that one a little bit more. Yeah. So if they wanted to see what 
these this art looked like, those are probably two good places to go. Yeah, back at yeah. and I mean the Facebook one. I kind of have been using Facebook as more of like a, a web page these days. Yeah, um, and because what I like is I can I can make albums and stuff. So on my Facebook page, if in my photos there is an album called Limited Edition Art, and okay. that has not everything I've done, but quite a few of the things I've done. It it tells if it's still available or if it's sold out. So that's I always direct people there. That's a good place to kind of see a big variety. Okay. Um, and then just my photos in general there, you can get, you can see some of like what I bring to my events because I'll have different sort of flyers that I make up that show the types of things I bring to my events. Um, you'll see some samples. On Instagram today, I just posted a few examples of the some of the custom names that I do. So, yeah, I think there's a pretty good variety on both sites. Good. And do you have any Disneyland upcoming dates besides the, the Disney World ones? Um, I do. I will be back at Disneyland in December. I just okay. can't say when. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Well, they'll have Not to check your yet, Facebook page. I very, once once I can, I will put it on both my Facebook and Instagram page. So usually about a month about a month out from when I'm going to be there is when I can start advertising. Right now, do you typically go to Wonderground when you're at Disneyland, or yeah, I'm I'm considered more of a, a Disneyland park okay. artist. Okay, because I am I am, Wonderground tends to be. I mean, they do have some classic characters in there, but they tend to be more of an abstraction of the characters. You yeah. know. Yeah. Where people sort of interpret them in their own styles, right. whereas I am more of what they call like an on-model artist. Like yeah. my characters are based directly on the movies and mm -hmm. uh, things like that. So when I'm there, when I'm at Disneyland, I'm actually in the Disneyana shop, which is right, right there at the front of the park, right next to Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Yeah. So I like I like being in there. Yeah, I don't blame you. I feel very feel very honored that I get to be somebody that's you know like yeah. in Disneyland. Yeah. selling my work. Yeah. I think that's like the art of Disney version at Disneyland. Yes, it is. It is exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the only yeah, they don't have a gallery like that out in the only gallery that's in our downtown Disney is the Wonderground Gallery. Right. They don't have one out there. Now they uh, they did have some art in our World of Disney, but I don't know like you know just like your World of Disney, they yeah. just remodeled it. Right. So I haven't seen it. <laughs> I think it opens this week. Yeah. But I don't know if there will be an art presence in there anymore. But if there the one they used to have was a little bit more of the stuff like from the uh, Disneyana shop. It wasn't yeah. really it didn't really have the Wonderground product in there. It had the, the Disneyland product in there. But yeah. that will remain to be seen what's in there now. Well, if your version is like our version, uh, no. There's no more, there's no more, there's no more art in the world of Disney Store. Yeah. There's T-shirts and ears and uh, toys, and that's about it. Oh. They've really... Uh, They've taken like we the, we do a podcast, and they really took the Disney out of the World of Disney store. Um, but go and make your own speculation of what happened <laughs> <Yeah>. there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to put thoughts into your head. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, it was great talking to you, Dave. And I, uh, oh, thank I'm you. gonna mark my calendar because uh, I'm gonna come out and see you. I well, you do. Yeah, I love uh, I love uh, Disney art, and I have some of it in my house. 
<laughs> well, I will, I will have much more that you can buy. So. Uh, that's great. <laughs> I love spending my money on that. You're coming to the right place. Yeah. So make sure that you go and check out uh, Dave on Facebook. We'll put a link up in the show notes so that you can uh, find him a little bit more easy. But thanks for coming on, Dave. I appreciate it. And, oh, uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And we uh, hopefully we'll see you soon in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a boat of the blue Fate steps in and sees you through Upon a star you